Welcome to Man Shopping with Stacy, where I share my real, transparent dating and life experiences for your amusement and inspiration. I'm working hard over here to build a community of singles over 40 who are having fun and feeling optimistic as we navigate together through life after divorce. I'm your host, Stacy Weimer, and you're listening to episode 12, Fast and Furious. Head spinning, heart pumping, tightness in your chest, fluttering in your stomach. It's what movies are made of. Have you ever met someone and fallen really hard, really fast? It may be nonsensical, it may be too quick, but you can't stop thinking of them. You daydream about what your life would look like together. You feel crazy, but you can't help yourself. On the flip side, have you ever met someone and thought, whoa, Nelly, hold your horses. I'm not there yet. Why are you talking about this right now? Why are you blowing my phone up? Why in the hell are you inviting me to Thanksgiving dinner? We just met. For God's sakes, calm down. Now, I'm guessing we can all agree that in the movies, most of these Fast and Furious type of characters are portrayed by women. Of course, yes, it's the woman who falls for the guy, tries to overcome him with charm and seduction and force him into a life of marriage and babies and monogamy. (laughs) Isn't that always how it goes? Well... In this episode of Man Shopping with Stacy, I'm going to be much more balanced than that. I'm going to share with you a few stories about times in my life when men, yes, men, have shared insights into what they're thinking, thinking that I call simply future thinking. <laughs> they let things slip that are on their mind, how they're envisioning me, our future, our time together, their hopes, their dreams, their desires. Sometimes it just all rolls out and they don't even mean for it to happen. Happens to the best of us because I'm also going to share with you some stories of times when I've been guilty of getting a bit ahead of myself. Things that I have let out that I wished that I could have pulled back in conversation when I've gotten overly excited early on when meeting someone too. I'm also going to weave in a couple of funny insights from listeners and friends who have shared stories with me. I'm going to talk about how common all of this really is. I think it's actually a very normal and healthy part of our journey. I also think that this fast and furious topic lends an opportunity to all of us, an opportunity for a little self-reflection and a little self-discovery, and most importantly, self-awareness as I talk through some of these conversations that I've had with men and friends and listeners, I think that they'll strike a chord with you too, and hopefully we can all learn from it. Okay, fast and furious conversation example. (laughs) Number one, going on vacation together. Okay, so this happens a lot, I think, in our age demographic because of where we're at in life. Speaking for myself, I'm at a point in life where travel is accessible and it's really important to me. So it's something that I 
enjoy talking about, planning, thinking about with my friends and family. And it often comes up on dates because by the time I go out with a man, they've already seen like my whole life spilled out online because I'm an open book on social media. So they know that travel is something I enjoy doing. They also, if they've done their homework, have a little bit of a backgrounder on the places I've been. So it tends to come up in conversation. And likewise, for the men that I go out with, if I have access to their vacation photos, right? It's nice to see if you're on the same page with someone about how you like to spend your free time in general and travel. I think, you know, in later life, when our kids are getting older, um, we have more autonomy, hopefully in our careers, more financial freedoms, and just you know, looking forward to spending the rest of our lives being able to have some adventures and good times, I think that this happens to come up a lot. So recently, I reached out to one of my girlfriends and had a conversation with her. What she told me is over the past few years, she can think of one or two times when she's actually been invited on vacation by a man who she has just met. I remember one of the men because he lived like in Dallas out of town anyway, but he actually invited her to go on a vacation before they'd even gone on a first date. <laughs> so I asked her, you know, why do you think these guys do this? I mean, part of it, we know it's fun. It's fun to talk about going on vacations. It's fun to daydream. I get it. Maybe it's to get a reaction just to see if she's game, you know, or would be up for something like that. But of course, my friend and myself kind of landed on number three. He's trying to get her into bed. He's trying to dangle some kind of carrot like, oh, well, after this date, you know, um, I have this trip planned next month. It's going to be awesome. We're, we're going to go to Vegas. I have a convention. I'm going to stay at the best place. I've got, you know, dinner reservations lined up at all the best restaurants. And I'd love, I'd love it if you could tag along. Do you think you could swing that? Yeah. That sort of thing really happens. So that kind of feels like a slimy example, maybe, although it is real. Um, I've had some really sweet little examples of things happen, some kind of cute little little glimpses into a couple of guys' brains. Um, one of them I refer to as Puppy Dog. Puppy Dog, because he has the biggest brown eyes and he's just sweet as can be and loyal and kind and he's just a puppy dog and puppy dog and I early in conversation talked a little bit about travel and he shared with me kind of just out of nowhere one time when we were talking that he really wanted me to go to this place in the mountains with him and we would have our own cabin and there would be a hot tub just for us and he had this kind of I think, sexual fantasy of us spending, you know, a weekend or a vacation together, like secluded in the mountains with our own private hot tub, right? I mean, that was fun to talk about. And it did give me a picture into his brain as to what he was thinking. And I found it interesting. One silly little example. Another time... I had been in conversation with a man I had never been on a date with yet, 
I should say to both of these conversations, puppy dog and mm, unnamed fellow number two, um, I don't have a nickname for him off the top of my head. Um, it was during COVID. And so maybe there was just a little bit more fantasy going on. <laughs> maybe it was because both of these men lived out of state as well. But this guy in particular started talking about buying new hiking and camping equipment. And it was in a text message. And he was like, you know, this gear is built to be light for one person, you know, as you have to trek through the through the terrain with it and all of that. But he's like, I'm sure I could make room for you in this little one person tent and sleeping bag. And I thought, well, that's kind of cute. Yeah, I could probably fit in there. <laughs> but it did, again, kind of give me a glimpse into, you know, kind of something he had maybe thought about. Now, both of these guys, this was just for fun. It was half serious, but they said it. And I know without a doubt, I've been on dates before where the topic of travel is out on the table and someone says, you know, oh, well, you know, Greece was my favorite place to visit in Europe. And I promise you, I have belted out really boldly. Ooh, take me to Greece. I would love to go to Greece. <laughs> Things like that have definitely happened. I don't hold back like when I get excited about something. So yeah, I would definitely... Um, put it out there that I want to go somewhere, would be willing to go somewhere boldly um, without even hesitating because that's me. I'm just impulsive. And God knows how men have taken that <laughs> when I've been on dates <laughs> because I promise you it has happened more than once. And if they don't know me well or haven't caught on that um, I'm just a free spirit who's pretty much up for anything, they might take that as a little weird. And I guess I couldn't blame them. Now, ladies, this question is for you. Have you ever been on a date with a man and they mention like an annual event or something coming up, as I said earlier, just around the corner? And it makes you think, do they hope I'm around? next spring? Is he saying that we're going to be dating, you know, in October? Because they plant an idea in your head because they say like every year in, you know, March, we go to Nantucket. My aunt has this beautiful place and we go and we boat and we picnic and whatever. Doesn't that sound like a dream? I just made that shit up. Or, you know, every year my favorite thing to do over spring break is go skiing. Are you a skier? Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be great? Have you been to, you know, Winter Park? That's my favorite ski destination. Oh, I'd love it if we could go together sometime. That happens too. I think that's pretty common. And again, is it a manipulation tactic? Is it is it said to make you think that you're going to be around or that the two of you are going to be together? Or is it just simply daydreaming and fantasizing about what it could be like? I mean, who knows, right? At the end of the day, it's all about timing and progression and sustainability, you know, but it definitely happens. You know, the fantasies and the daydreams don't always really align either. 
I mean, I have to say, when I was FaceTiming incessantly with Ryan Gosling, he would talk about how he split his time between the Midwest and an island. And when he was on island time, he spent his days working out, which is evidenced by the selfies that I have on my phone. And I actually shared online. Uh, And working out and like riding scooters, riding scooters around the island. And as he talked about how he spent his days, I thought, hmm, I'm good for like a 45-minute workout every day and definitely not as intense as what he's into. And scooters are fun. I could definitely get in some scooter time. But like, what else is there? Because mama likes to eat. Like when I go on vacation, eating out and like going out for drinks are like my favorite things to do. Aside from, you know, hiking, taking in scenery, doing adventurous things like skiing and exploring and boating and all of that. So I'm thinking, huh, I wonder how long it would take me before I got sick and tired of watching a guy work out every day on vacation or like in a vacation setting. Didn't really line up in my head, but, you know, it was probably a good early conversation to have to see if like we're on the same page. And I don't think we actually were. (laughs) So to sum up this Fast and Furious vacation talk, I think it's all in good fun. I mean, I, I like to think that people aren't that manipulative that they that they try to lure you into a relationship or sex or something with the idea being that they'll whisk you away on some magical dream vacation. I mean, let's be real. If you're not feeling it with someone, how fun would it be to go on vacation with them anyway? Yeah, that sounds more like a nightmare being stuck with someone flying to an exotic location. No, thank you. I would much rather be at home in Kansas City. But I think in general, it's good to talk about this stuff. See if you're on the same page, like to do the same things, like to spend your time in the same ways. Why not? Maybe just be conscious of avoiding time frames and promises and nailing one another down on the calendar, things like that. Just take it light and easy. What's not light and easy? Living together. (laughs) Talking about current living situations and changing those current living situations to cohabitate is not a light subject. Really shouldn't be joked about or alluded to until the proper time has lapsed. Yeah, the time has lapsed and the relationship has developed and evolved into that? I recently heard from a listener who said that a woman traveled to go on a date with him from another city. They had a really, really shitty first date. Some wild stuff happened on their first date that I cannot wait to share on dating fails (laughs) in a future episode. But even after that, and in conversation before they even met, she made it abundantly clear that she would be willing to move to the town that he lived in if things were to take off and go well. 
Well, of course he thought she was nuts. He still went on the date with her. The date tanked, which he was not at all surprised about. And and then she still pursued this idea of moving to his city afterwards. I mean, she reeks of desperation, weirdness, craziness, all of those things. That's not a good look. Keep that shit to yourself. That's nuts. Yeah, just not a good idea. There's no excuse for that on any level. Now I'm going to poke a little fun at myself because I'll tell you many, many times over when I've been in conversations with men who live out of city or out of state, I have made a very clear point to tell them that I am perfectly comfortable with the idea of relocation. Now, this is not relocation to just anywhere. I I don't, I'm not interested in dating men in certain parts of the country that I have no desire to actually live in if their kids are younger than mine and I know that that's how it would go. I avoid those men. But men in cities, and there's a handful of cities that I've often thought I would be happy to, to move to, I am open to that. And I have told them early on, like I'm completely able to relocate in a matter of time. My daughter graduates from high school in a couple of years and life is wide open and I, you know, I can do whatever I want. I say that so that they know it's not a waste of time to date me. But at the same time, maybe they think I'm a little fucking crazy for putting it out there. Like, whoa, why are you telling me this? You're going to, you're going to fucking move to Denver. You're going to move to, you know, wherever. No, that's not, that's, Not the point, but wow. I mean, there's a thin line. You can see what I'm saying. I certainly don't want to come across like the woman (laughs) that the listener told me about. No, I want to come across as a level-headed, normal person just putting it out there that like, look, if you want to build a relationship from a distance, just know that I am committed with the right person to following through on something in the future. I am open to slow growing something over a course of a couple years time, but not everyone is. So why not just get that out there, right? Interesting way to perceive things though, right? When you think about it. Okay, I'm going to give you another example on this fast and furious living situation conversation. (laughs) So when I met my most recent ex-husband, He lived in a really cool loft in downtown Kansas City. It was a great building in a great spot. It had concrete floors, modern amenities, an awesome like exercise room, rooftop pool. It was pretty fucking awesome. I kind of fell in love with it. When I walked into his space for the first time, I absolutely thought this was a guy that I could be in a relationship with. I loved how he lived. He was organized, clean, meticulous. His dress shirts were all hanging in nice orderly fashion in his closet. Everything was picked up and put away. He had cool stuff in his rooms, nice furniture. Yeah, I mean, it helped me. The aesthetics of his living environment helped me fall for him. And it was like, really fast, really, really fast. I'll give you a second example of a fast and furious reaction that I had to someone's living situation. This was Detective Daniel. He's also in my book, 
I've introduced him on the podcast a time or two as well. Now, Detective Daniel lives in a very family-friendly, beautiful little neighborhood uh, locally in a Kansas City suburb. It's a pretty modest home, but the interior is decorated to the nines. I'm telling you, every single room of his home, including his garage, (laughs) could be featured in like Veranda Magazine or Architectural Digest or something. So incredibly professionally decorated. I was impressed by everything he showed me in my little tour of his home on, I guess, what would be considered our second date. I mean sentimental objects, beautiful art, monogrammed towels, sheets, custom-made furniture, some of the work, actually a lot of the work, it sounded as though he had done himself, building a bar, displaying all of the booze. His garage had wainscoting all the way up to the pitched ceiling. It was perfection. Part of me was like, obviously a woman had a very big hand in this. And this was a bachelor, someone who had never been married. So where my mind wandered to was, who in the hell is responsible for this? (laughs) I don't know if he had ever lived with anyone. I don't think he had. So I was like, okay, did your mother do this? Did you hire someone to do this? Or is this the handiwork of a long-term girlfriend? None of the answers are wrong. It just really led my mind to wander. But I was impressed. I was impressed and thought, well, I mean, I would be proud, more than proud, to like be a part of this place. This This would suit me just fine. Sign me up. Yeah, it made a great impression. And I'm sure he knew that. And I'm sure that's why he invited me over on a snowy winter afternoon (laughs) to check out his house and guzzle some wine, you know? I mean, I will tell you, and it's in the book, as he showed me around and we um, had like our first makeout session in his living room on the couch, he absolutely did his best um, to move things into the bedroom on our second date. And I was definitely not in the headspace for that back then at all. And I don't even know if it was him. I think it was just me. I think it was just the timing. But it definitely did in, as I reflected on that date and that tour of his incredibly impressive home, as I talked about it with my girlfriends, I was like, man, I bet that shit works like a charm. Come over. Look at my fancy things. See how beautiful my house is. Don't you want to be a part of this? Let's get on board. Yeah. Let's go back to the bedroom. (laughs) I'm sure it works. I'm sure it works. Although it didn't work on me that day. It might have if the timing had been a little bit different. I was really, I was still separated. I was not, I was not in the right headspace. But I'll tell you some things that haven't worked. Like when I'm really not even into a guy and they try to impress me, you know, and talking about renovations of their home or the lake houses that they own 
or, you know, the, the brands of the appliances and all of these things come up in conversation. And I don't think it's necessarily wrong or inherently bad or, or anything like that. It's just, if you're, if you're not on the same page with someone anyway, it doesn't really matter, at least to me, like how great a shit you have around. I mean, like I'm happy with my own house. I love my home that I share with my daughter. And thankfully I'm not in a desperate position of looking to rehome us anytime soon, but it does come up a lot. And in reflection of somebody that I went on a date with one time and visited his home, it left me with a much less desirable like reaction. He lived in his family home. So after he and his wife got divorced, he kept his house and his wife moved out. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's probably great for the children involved to keep things normal. His wife moved close by. That's a great thing that he was able to do that. And he was happy there. But I got to tell you, we dated for a minute and it was a little weird for me. And I'm only speaking of myself here. And I don't know how I would feel if this situation repeated itself, because it likely will, you know, as I continue to date men who have been divorced. (laughs) But it it felt a little weird. Like, uh, I mean, like this was their bedroom. This was their shower. I'm sitting on their couch. I mean, part of this just comes with the territory. We're all pretty used to it. Um, I'm kind of glad I have very little left over from my marriage, um, from either marriage. It's pretty much all brand spanking new to me. So there's not a lot of like mixed memories or anything involved. Maybe it's my own hang up, but I got to tell you, it was a bit of a turnoff to me to think about his past and his life, you know, married to her. And it was not at all jealousy, they were on beautiful terms. I was impressed by the two of them. I liked her. It wasn't even anything negative. It just made me a little uncomfortable. And I think that's normal too. But it's common, you know, it's something somebody like me probably needs to get over because like I said, it's going to keep happening, you know? So on a lighter note... (laughs) switch this up just a little bit. Just a kind of funny one-liner. I talked to a girlfriend of mine and I'm like, have you ever gotten into any of these like weird living together conversations or topics or, you know, what we're, what we're talking about here? And she was like, oh, you know, not really, but there was this guy that I kind of had like a friends with benefit, kind of a side fling fun thing. And she showed him around her house. And when they got to the master bedroom and her big ass closet, he was like, huh, So where's my stuff going to (laughs) go? I mean, that's cute. That's subtle. It was a little joke. But, you know, I mean, maybe maybe there's a tiny bit of truth in him throwing that out there. Who knows where his head was that, you know? Lastly, and I'm going to do a whole future episode on dating as a matter of convenience. (laughs) But I have definitely had many, many conversations with local Kansas City guys who have made a point to drop into conversation repeatedly how convenient and how easy it would be for us to maintain a relationship simply because of proximity. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to just be able to go to dinner together on a Tuesday? Wouldn't it be cool just to be able to drop by to 
fit in around a golf, you know, things like that. And I think, yeah, I mean, I get the practicality of that. I understand that that would be convenient and easy and hopefully like really great and really fun. But at the same time, like I am completely of the mindset that that's not of utmost importance to me. Like a guy's proximity or location to my home is not much of a factor of what I am looking for in someone. I'm looking for an equal. I'm looking for a match. I'm looking for a caring, kind, dynamic individual who is going to light me up. I don't really expect him to be in my backyard. I guess I'll just be pleasantly surprised if he is. Okay, so we're going to move on to a topic of talking about introducing one another to family and friends. So in my experience, this has been maybe the most subtle of all dating conversation. I have been guilty numerous times in retrospect of probably, possibly scaring guys off a little bit with my willingness to share my loved ones with them. (laughs) Now, to be clear, I love to meet people. I love to introduce people to one another. I love to share my life with people I like and enjoy. It does not necessarily mean that I want to have a serious relationship or anything like that. Yet, it's just a matter of life experience. Like, I love people that that I enjoy being around to know one another. So I guess where I'm going with this is... I know I've been guilty of saying like, oh my God, when you meet Mel and Tracy, you're going to think they're so funny. Oh my God, Lainey would love to talk to you about XYZ. Oh my gosh, talking about Lainey. I mean, I know there's only a certain sect of you guys (laughs) listening who give two shits about the Gilmore Girls, but in my house, the Gilmore Girls are like religion. And I've learned a lot by watching the Gilmore Girls with my daughter over the past couple of years. It's a new series to me, believe it or not. But one of the things that the Gilmore Girls has helped me to see is that at Lainey's age, now she's 16, meeting a guy that I happen to have just met, have gone on a couple of dates with, am getting ready to go on a date with, or whatever, is not a big damn deal. Not a big damn deal at all, because Lainey is worldly and wise enough to understand that her mom is out here dating for the sake of dating. And There is no attachment and she should not have any expectation of building a relationship with anyone that crosses our front doorstep. So it's happened only a couple of times that she has met men that I have either gone on a date with or have dated. And I could see how bringing her up or whatever would make things weird But in my mind, it's like so casual. I mean, she's 
quite adultish for the youth that she is. So I don't know. It's just something that's always on my mind, like in the Gilmore Girls, to be able to be like, oh, hey, hey, Bob, Lainey, Lainey, Bob. Okay, Bob, let's go on our date now. Like that should not be a big deal. Now, I also understand that not everyone has a daughter as old as mine. And some of your kiddos are little and that shit does get weird and should definitely be handled age appropriately. But aside from the kiddo thing, I've definitely never had any weird experiences of people wanting me to meet their children or, you know, anything like that. But I can think of a couple of little things that kind of caught my attention in conversation early on in dates. Um, When I was on a date with dad of the year, he was talking to me about this girl that he felt moved way too quickly. But to her credit, I think there was probably some reason for that. He gave me a little bit of a backstory that first of all, they had known each other, I think for years and years and kind of reconnected. Secondly, he had introduced her or she had hung out with his brother and maybe a friend or two. That's kind of a step, you know, in introducing Uh, someone you're dating to your brother and friend. Well, wasn't long after that, that she talked about getting their children together, like for a play date, because the kids were the same age and they were quite young. From what I could tell, he ran for the hills. And I don't know that I blame him. But of course, I don't know the chemistry of the relationship or where they were at. But it's just an example, something to think about that, you know, just because you meet an adult in someone's life or a friend or whatever, definitely got to be careful about that next stage of kiddos. That's a sensitive topic. And again, I'm going to save that for a future episode too. So as we like filter through thinking about talking about introducing a date or someone we're in a new relationship with to our family and friends, I mean, it's proceed with caution, just like everything else. I tend to put everything out there. I definitely am more guarded and move more slowly now than I have at any other time in my life. And I think I'm probably a lot more self-aware of these complexities of dating as an adult than I used to be. But again, while on a date and wildly excited about someone, it takes a decent amount of self-control to kind of temper some of these things and keep them as just thoughts in your head instead of spilling it out and sharing. It's probably the best move until you can confirm that you're on the same page. We're going to go out with a big fiery bang on this Fast and Furious episode because I'm going to say the word wedding. Yes, wedding. Wedding conversation has happened to me in the past two years since my separation with a couple different guys. Few, actually. Weird, subtle, sometimes overt. It's come up. Now, I've talked about this a little bit, but I'm super uncertain as to how I feel about the topic of remarriage in general, as I have been married two times now. I know in my heart and in my head what it would take for me to feel comfortable, happy, excited, safe, and secure enough to ever get married again. 
I mean, obviously, I haven't met and fallen in love with (laughs) the man of my dreams to even consider these things yet, but I will tell you some weird wedding conversation has happened early on in dating, and this is kind of how some of it went down. One man shared an Instagram account of a wedding venue with me. One man shared an Instagram account with me of a wedding venue. I kind of freaked the fuck out. Shared it with a couple girlfriends. Like, why did he just do this? I don't understand. Is he trying to tell me something? Like, is he? Is this where his head is at? Does he just think it's a cool place and he's been there before and he thought I would think it was pretty? Like, where is he going with this? I mean, I wish I knew. I don't think I ever will. <laughs> also, I've talked a little bit, actually only in a bonus episode by subscription only on Apple. I introduced you guys to a guy that I call Nashville Nick. Now, Nashville Nick was very, very upfront in telling me that he is never getting married again. He said it so boldly and bluntly early on in our dating that I was like, whoa, I mean, good God, I I can tell you're passionate about this topic, but shit. He was also a little judgy of me. Like he would think less of me if I was hopeful to be married again someday. So that kind of made me think a little bit too. Like, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what my expectations or hopes would be one day. Um, I just wasn't there yet. But to hear him be so blatant, you know, that it was never in a million years going to happen for him was kind of like, well, he just went ahead and got that difficult conversation out of the way, leaving no room to the imagination. So I mean, good on him if he's 100% positive that's where he's at in life. Because I don't know that I would want to enter into some sort of future with someone who was entirely closed-minded. Probably wouldn't be best for me because I probably do want a lifelong partner the more I think about it. (laughs) So that was kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum. And then a little bit of silliness, again, back to my FaceTime ghosting buddy, Ryan Gosling. As we FaceTimed one night, he wanted to hear my thoughts on like wedding scenery. I don't know how else to say it. Like he was like, he wanted to know where I got married at each of my weddings. And then he wanted to know my thoughts on some of his ideas on how he sees himself getting married one day, as in on a beach. I'm like, wow, I just think it's so curious because again, in the movies, it's the wedding day is all about the bride. It's all about what a little girl hopes and dreams and fantasizes about her whole life to have this one day with this this beautiful white dress and gorgeous flowers and 
all of her loved ones and friends and family gathered to celebrate her and the and the love of her life and it's so central you know to the to the woman and to what the woman wants and so to hear this man who had never been married express his desire you know to have this particular kind of wedding ceremony was really interesting I kind of dug it. I kind of liked his vulnerability and the way that he put himself out there. It wasn't like a classic, like true romantic conversation, but I kind of respected the fact that it mattered to him. I thought that was kind of cool to just bring it all kind of full circle. I mean, we're all just humans with these wandering minds, big imaginations, hopefully, curiosities about the person people that we're getting to know. I hope I've given you all just something to think about, something to know that we're all just in the same weird, complicated time in life where there are so many unanswered questions in ourselves. Like we haven't even discovered what we want yet for our future or for our future partner. And so sometimes we might come across a little weird to one another. We may seem a little bit strange or obsessive or crazy or impulsive, but maybe, just maybe, we need to have a little bit of patience and tolerance and direct communication with the people that we're going on dates with to really understand where they're coming from, to not make quick judgments that just because they said, oh my God, I'd love for you to meet, you know, my dog, it doesn't necessarily mean that they want you to move in with their dog. (laughs) I mean, like, let's just grant each other a little bit of grace to take everything with a grain of salt, to give people a chance to really explore, you know, what they're looking for while we are doing the same. I mean, personally, I can't wait to have conversations with and meet someone who makes my heart race, who leaves my head spinning, who sends me into long daydreams about trips to the snow-capped mountains to ski in the winter or maybe to a beautiful winery in the fall, maybe getting a puppy together or sharing a vision for what our retirement might look like one day. I mean, to me, those are the things that make a good movie, (laughs) that make a good life. And in the meantime, over here, I'm getting pretty fast and furious planning my own future for myself. (laughs) I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting to to match up with the right man at the right time in the right place to make all this shit happen. Nope. I'm making my own heart race over here with my big dreams and my big plans. And let me tell you, I wouldn't have it any other way right now. Isn't that an empowering and beautiful thing? I think so. 
Before I reveal the title and content of the next episode, of course, I want to thank you for listening to this episode number 12, Fast and Furious of Man Shopping with Stacy. Please consider clicking on my link tree on Instagram or on my website to help support the show by going to buy me a coffee. It's just a simple way to make a donation to help offset the cost of the podcast. I'm working hard, as I always say, to build a community of happy singles in our 40s and after just trying to spread some joy and love and any support you have to offer is so appreciated. Coming up next is an interview. It's an interview with two of my closest girlfriends, my creative consultants, Melissa and Tracy, who have been around since the inception of the Man Shopping book that I'm working on, as well as the Man Shopping with Stacy podcast. They are two of my very biggest cheerleaders, supporters, and my protectors. And I cannot wait for you to meet them. Episode 13, I'm calling... TMI with my girlfriends. 